Chapter Seven of *The Broken Rosary* by Grace and Harold Johnson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Seven. Detective Davis was pretty disgusted as he walked the two short blocks to the police station with Chief Wilkes. Questions, questions, he was saying. How sick of him can a guy get? Everybody lying, everybody innocent. Why did that guy short go to the third floor when the doc's office is on the second? Something fishy there. Wilkes shook his head. I don't think so. It was a perfectly natural thing to do. Short got on the elevator and his tooth was giving him so much pain, he probably didn't say a word. The elevator man thought Short was going to his own office, so he let him off on the third floor. Nuts, if you ask me, Davis grunted. No, it's just force of habit, Wilkes said. What shoe do you put on first when you get up in the morning? Davis hesitated. Either one I grab, I guess. Why? No, you don't. You always hunt out the same one. The right if you're in the habit of putting it on first, and the left if that's the one you usually put on. Habits of strong force. Don't think it works that way with me, Davis replied. If it does, I'm nuts. No, you're not. That's just psychology. Oh. After a long minute, Davis added, you read a lot of that stuff, don't you? Some. There's a lot of good in it. You ought to try it, too. It helps a lot in cases like this. Ain't got much time for reading. And where's it get you, anyway? Do you know who did this job? Well, not yet. I still think it was suicide, and... Paraffin test shows no nitrates on Wally's hand, Davis cut in. That's true, but it rarely does when an automatic pistol is used. They walked in silence for a few minutes until Davis said, Don't you think we ought to give that Anderson guy another going over? Wilkes showed surprise. Why? His story didn't sound too good to me. In what way? That guff about being on his way downstairs to get a pack of cigarettes when he saw Vance Adams. Sounded straight to me. His secretary told the same story, and if Anderson had come down to murder Wally Brighton, it's not likely he'd ask his secretary to come, too. No, I'm satisfied there's one story, at least, that's straight. It was 10.45 as they walked into the police station. Wilkes nodded to the desk man. Anything new turn up, Chris? The desk sergeant pointed towards a doorway on the other side of the room. Officer Price picked up Happy Tipolo. He's in there. Both Wilkes and Davis turned and walked into the room, where Tipolo, a short, stocky, nervous man, given to dramatic gestures, sat glumly in the corner. His dark eyes peered out from a heavily fleshed, pallid face, and his mouth, when open, showed irregular, tobacco-stained teeth. As the policeman approached, Tipolo stood up, dropped a half-burned cigarette on the floor, and scowled. His large hands clenched and unclenched as he said, "'What's the big idea, Wilkes, having me picked up like a common bum?' It wasn't a pickup, Happy. I just sent out word for you to come in, that I wanted to talk to you. Tipolo scowled again. You'd better talk to that young punk that brought me in. Why, I... Forget it, Tipolo. Wilkes cut in. He knew that vanity and a desire to show off lay at the bottom of his angry talk. It's too late at night to hear complaints. I've got more important things to talk about. For instance? We'll do our talking in my office. This way. Tipolo followed Wilkes, Davis prodding him along. While they walked toward the stairs, Tipolo started to speak again, but changed his mind. 
his expressive shoulders shrugging. Wilkes hung his coat over the back of his chair, seated himself at his desk, and pulled the visitor's chair out for Tipolo with his toe. Sit down, it's more comfortable. Davis leaned heavily against the filing cabinet. Tipolo pulled a jeweled cigarette case from the pocket of his expensive sport coat and offered a smoke to both men. The three lighted their cigarettes from Happy's gold lighter before he pulled up his fawn-colored trousers at the knees and sat. A lot you guys care for my comfort, letting me sit in that stinking room for over. Wilkes waved him into silence. I'm sorry it turned out this way, Tipolo. Things got all jammed up at once tonight. Can you account for your time this evening? Easy. I drove over to Watertown to see Bill Taylor about some business. I got there about nine o'clock, talked to Bill for about a half hour, and came back here. When I drove up in front of Dom's Tavern, that young punk pulled me in and brought me here to the station. If you don't believe me, you can check with Bill Taylor. He runs the roller skating rink over in Watertown. Wilkes nodded. Well, check. Did you see Prosecutor Brighton to talk to today? Tipolo considered the question a moment before answering. The guy had to be careful what he said. Yeah, sure. He drove out to my place about a quarter to five. We had a drink and talked. What about? Happy shrugged, then his face showed anger. What's this all about? Wilkes forced a smile. Just curious. Did you see Brighton in his office at the Merchant's Bank this evening? Say, between 8.10 and 8.30? Tipolo's eyes circled the room. He dropped a cigarette on the floor and stepped on it, then lighted up another. What makes, Wilkes? Why the screwy questions? Wilkes smiled easily. You mind answering? The worried scowl on Tipolo's face deepened. You ain't trying to pin something on me, are you? Maybe I'd better get my lawyer. Who's he? Sid Tilford. You picked a good one. Tipolo gave an offhand wave. Sure, he tells me what I can do when I can't do. You mean he tells you what you can get away with? With talk about his attorney, some of Happy's insolent self-assurance returned. He flicked ashes from a cigarette on the floor. If you want to put it like that, I ain't saying you're wrong. Wilkes pursed his lips. You didn't answer my question. Did you go up to Brighton's office about 8.10 tonight? Tivolo gave Wilkes a sullen look. I think I'd better call Sid. He reached for the telephone on Wilkes' desk. Wilkes slammed his hand down hard on top of Tipolo's. You afraid to answer that question? No, why should I be? All right, then answer it without your attorney. I don't have to. I got constitutional rights. You ain't going to. Stop acting like you're in Washington, Wilkes broke in. You don't have to get Sidney Tilford down here to answer that question. If you're afraid and have something to cover up, why, okay, call him. Otherwise, just forget it and tell the truth. Nobody can break you from the truth. You know that. Tipolo forced a laugh, short and unamused. Okay, I'll tell you. I went into the bank a little after eight o'clock. Five minutes, ten minutes after. What difference does it make? Sure, I went to Wally's office. I suppose you knew that already. Wilkes nodded. Did you talk to him? No, I went into the big outside room, but he was in his office and the door was shut. He and his brother Sam was in there blowing their tops at each other, so I left. You say they were quarreling? Wilkes asked. 
Tipolo gave him a dull look. And how? Wilk shot a questioning glance at Davis, who raised his eyebrows. You're sure it was Sam Brighton that Wally was talking to at that time? Wilkes asked, looking hard at Tipolo. Sure, I'm sure. And they weren't just talking. They was arguing. Wilkes' gaze bore down heavily. You swear it was Sam that Brighton was arguing with? Sure, I know Sam's voice. Anyway, I heard Wally say, Now you're getting smart, Sam. He called him Sam. Put your finger on the time. Think. I told you. Five, ten minutes after eight. Who knows? Happy shrugged his big shoulders. Closer. That's it. Ain't no way of getting closer. I ain't got a stopwatch with me. Say, Wilkes, what's this all about? Wilkes frowned and ignored the question. You said Brighton drove out to your place to see you this afternoon. What time? I told you. About a quarter to five. What do you want to see you about? Tipolo's restless eyes swept the room. He didn't come to see me about nothing. I was out in the yard looking at my flowers. I've got some real nice flowers. Got a man that knows all about him to plant em and take care of em for me. You ought to see him before the frost hits. Come out and I'll show him to you sometime, and we'll have a couple of drinks. Thanks, Wilkes said dryly. What about Brighton? I was coming to that. Brighton was driving by and stopped. I said, how about a gander at these flowers and a drink? He said, okay. I got out of his car and came in. We had a drink and he drove away. Now what's this? Wilkes put up a hand. But you said he went out there to see you. What about? Happy shrugged. Like I said, nothing. He was just driving by. Happy squirmed in his chair looked up at Davis, then back at Wilkes. I don't get it. Why are you asking me how it was? I'd better get Sid Tilford here. You guys trying to hang something on me? No, Wilkes said. Fear showed in Tipolo's eyes. What's it all about, then? Wilkes watched for Tipolo's reaction as he said slowly, Wallace Brighton committed suicide or was murdered this evening between 8.10 and 8.23. Tipolo's face drained of color. His shoulders sagged, and he seemed to be reaching deeper and deeper for air to breathe. Smoke curled from the cigarette that hung between his lips. When he removed the cigarette from his mouth, his lip corners pulled down tough and hard. You trying to pin a murder rap on me? No, Wilkes replied. Just a routine fishing expedition. Tipolo stood up. I better get Sid down here. Again he put his hand out for the desk phone, but Wilkes removed it from his reach. No, Tipolo, Wilkes said. You don't need Sid. All you've got to do is answer some questions. I knew you were in the merchant's bank at that time, because Art Short saw you. What I want to know is why you were there. Wilkes sat back easily in his chair, and Davis pulled up another one nearby. Between them they hoped to give a feeling of relaxation to the scene. It was better that way. A man talked if he wasn't all tight and tense. You saw Art Short in the bank? Wilkes asked. Oh, yeah. I met Short on the back stairs. He was behind me going down. Between what floors? Third down to second. Why didn't you use the elevator? Tipolo paused to think. I did going up, but I always walk down. Always. Ask anybody. Can't stand the quick drop. Gets me here. He laid his hand on his chest. 
Heart? I don't know. Doc says not. You think the doc knows? I would think so. Why shouldn't he? Tipolo shrugged. It always hurts up here. Again he put his hand on his chest. Too many cigarettes, maybe, Davis said. Maybe, Happy replied. Wilkes smiled easily at Tipolo. Now that you know what this is all about, how about telling us why Brighton drove out to see you this afternoon? A shifty, sly look appeared in Tipolo's eyes. I told you. He was driving by and... Yes, I know, Wilkes cut in, and he got out of his car, looked at your flowers, and you had a drink. What did you talk about while you were having the drink? We got talking about my flowers, the guy I've got taken care of. How'd you like to spend the rest of the night in a cell? In one of those stinking holes? Wilkes' eyes became hard and they bore down heavily on Tipolo. Exactly. The accommodations are just made for guys like you who won't cooperate. Tipolo got up from his chair. I'll talk to Sid. Wilkes shook his head. No, you're not talking to Sid. Tonight. Tomorrow, maybe. But why should I do anything for you? You won't even answer ordinary questions and tell the truth. Tipolo gave his well-pressed trousers a gentle hitch. I don't have to spend the night here. I got rights. The Constitution. Wasn't written for men like you, Tipolo, Wilkes cut in. His words were clipped and precise. You'll spend the night here if I say so. We haven't booked you yet. Anyway, Sid wouldn't like it if you disturbed him before morning. Why, he... Who cares what Sid likes? Happy cut in. I pay him good for the little he does. His job is to spring me out of joints like this. You forget Sid would have to see a judge, and judges don't like to be bothered evenings just so fellows like you can sleep at home. Sid wouldn't dare barge in on a judge at this hour. He wouldn't do it, habeas corpus or no habeas corpus. You aren't that important. Now, do you want to tell me what Brighton drove out to your place to see you about? Tipolo lighted another cigarette and blew a long breath of smoke. I don't get this. I told you we talked about flowers. What makes, anyhow? You covering up for Sam Brighton? Wilkes removed his spectacles and laid them on his desk. The light glinted from his pale brown eyes as he turned them on Tipolo. Light that only partially reflected the anger in them. Don't you ever say a thing like that to me. I cover up for no one. Tipolo hitched his trousers and sat down in his chair. For the first time since the questioning started, he seemed sure of himself. You guys stick together, I know. Wilkes pressed his hands down hard on the desktop and rose to a half-standing position. If Sam Brighton killed his brother, I'd bring him in as quickly as I would anybody, even quicker. Tipolo gave a short, harsh laugh. That's a new twist. A cop after a cop. Wilkes looked hard at him. I didn't say I was after Sam. You said it. Why not? They was arguing like I told you, and it didn't sound good. It was just before Wally was murdered. How was he killed? Shot through the head, Davis said. Tipolo sat quietly, saying nothing. Did you hear anything that sounded like a shot while you were in the building? Wilkes asked. Happy sat back in his chair in deep thought. No, but I heard him arguing. Brothers have argued since the day of creation, Wilkes said. And brothers have killed brothers, too, Happy replied. Silence filled the room. 
the three men sat looking from one to another. Wilkes sighed. What did Brighton drive out to see you about? I told you, he was driving by. Okay, okay. Wilkes' voice was heavy with disgust. You can go now. I'm turning you loose for the present, but if I hear you've been talking about anything said here tonight to anyone, you'll think the earth caved in on you. Do you think you can find your way out of here? Tibolo gave Wilkes a grin as he stood up. Blindfolded. End of chapter 7